Wizan and it's a podcast. Wizcast. 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 Wizchew. George. Yeah, I think it might. I think that's the favourite. I know. People drive around in cabs all day. Like you lay in hospital, you've got hospital radio. You yeah. know what I mean? Things like that. So it is good to have like knowledge based. Yeah. And especially that recent when um, you're in the cab report yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, definitely. People are going to be more intrigued about who are taking the who is undertaking the knowledge. Yeah. Because James O'Brien said it perfectly, didn't he? Oh, you've got to do 320 runs and you're tested on them. And Gary said, No, no, no that, that's just the bare bones. And I yeah. think. That's just, that's don't touch the sides. It doesn't even touch the sides, no. does it? I was shocked when he said that, James O'Brien, because I thought he would have been educated on it. That yeah. he, and it was surprising that he had no idea, yeah. which means most people have mm-hmm. no idea, no. that the 320 runs is almost irrelevant. Well, you, you know the common misconception is they don't need the knowledge nowadays, do you? You've got sat But I'm telling you now, you go down a road that's got plant pots on it or whatever with a sat-nav, no sat-nav in the world will get you around that. You need the knowledge. And when you've got people in the back, yeah. you know, you've got to be able to think on your feet. You can't be... Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's a massive need for the knowledge, more so now than ever. Well, I don't mind the technology, as I say. Don't don't worry that they bring in anything that makes it our job easier. Mm. It always comes down to the fact of who they're going to give the badges to. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. Like technology, and I'm sure there's some people out there that will say the apps are revolutionising or whatever the word is revolutionary for the ch- yeah. for the trade but I think ultimately when push comes to shove as a cab driver I can imagine if you're pinned in a corner in a situation it's only the knowledge that's going to get you out of that not yeah I had a friend just come over from Australia and she just found out I was doing the knowledge and she was exactly the same do you need to do it with satnav and I said I've driven over London for last I mean not a long time 15 years of my job and I said I've learnt roads I never knew existed mm. And it's exciting, you know, when you're doing the blue books, it's exciting. Yeah. When you're going up to Hampstead, South London, yeah. Carlisle Square at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at Emre when he said about the lady that wanted to go to Gatwick from Victoria. Yeah. And he looked on, you know, Google Maps just for more traffic information. Um, and he said, like, it was going to give him a banana-shaped line. Yeah. Because that's what the sat-nav interpreted as the, the path of least resistance. Well, you know, if you come Heathrow, you get the sat-nav from Heathrow to, say, Romford or something like that, it sends you around the M25 yeah. Yeah. and brings you back in. Every yeah. time. Which so is... The knowledge, the knowledge still serves a massive purpose. I think that we can try and make uh, some parallels with other industries. And I was the army come to mind, where they're using massive amounts of technology, but they're still sending soldiers running up and down hills with 200-pound packs mm. on their back to make sure that they can do it. Or they've got technology to give them all the forms of navigation in the world, but they still make sure the soldier can navigate with pen and pencil, uh, paper and pencil. So it's uh, very similar. It still decides if you're going to have a soldier, you want the one that can do it without everything. So if you're going to have a cab driver, bring in the technology by all means, but let's also have the one that earned it meritedly Became the best yeah. and can do it without. But technology is all good and well until it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the knowledge is ingrained and it is, you know, it's there above all else, isn't it? But yeah, again, we don't use SatNav, do we? When, what we generally do, the only time I ever get stuck is if I can't vaguely remember the, the location and I want to make sure. And where I'm a little bit old school, 
now you actually speak to the phone, don't you? And you yeah. ask it, yeah. and it shows you the location. And that's yeah. all I needed. Just needed it to show me that. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter where it is in London, we're on you our way. So we're not really do using sat-nav for anything. I wouldn't use sat-nav t- to tell me any route. I'd only use it to remind me of a location. Oh, exactly. That, that's a, an example of where technology enhances the taxi industry is that years ago before sat navs you wouldn't have had that luxury mm-hmm. you're trying to pull that from memory yes, you know, yes and if you can't you're stuck but nowadays that's where technology doesn't replace the knowledge yeah. but enhances the knowledge because it gives you that snapshot mm-hmm. and that's all it takes for it to come back yeah naturally well let's look back then 20 years ago we still had sat nav mm-hmm. but in the cab 20 years ago we were all still using map books and every cab driver would pull up at a set of lights to have a when they're stuck they've got a map book on their lap trying to get to the page. I know what page I want to look at, and I know what I'm trying to... I'm not reading any index. I just want to look at Cricklewood because I need to just make sure when I'm talking about Churchill Road, is there a Churchill Road up in Wilson? I'm looking just to remind myself, have I got it right? Have I got the right place? Uh, All done with a map book. But 20 years ago, the sat-nav was there. 20 years later, it still can't do the job perfectly. And I know James O'Brien suggested that it will do in the future. I'm not entirely sure it will. Uh, But, you know... How many, how many times do we call over and as a question an examiner's asked the road and for the life of me, I'm sitting there knowing I know the road, mm-hmm. but I can't place it. Yeah. As soon as you get the point and you can relate a picture, bang, you're there oh. straight away. Mm-hmm. And that's what Google and, and things like cabbies mate give you the benefit of. Yeah. Take me to XYZ restaurant, XYZ restaurant, XYZ restaurant. XYZ restaurant. Oh, right, yeah. Bang, I know. And then the knowledge gets you there. Is there still a nightclub in West Central Street? Uh, every, no, 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 no. It's all boarded up. Okay, because that, that was a long time ago. That's what I'm going back to. So <laughs> I, I just remember that it used to change names so often. Someone would get in and say, I want to go to uh, Luciano's Club. And I say, I don't know it. Where is it? And they say, West Central Street. You think, well, fine, why just say West Central Street? I'll take you yeah. there. Um, if we know the roads, we know where we're going. But it is hard to pull roads, and we all it, drop yeah. famous roads. Massively. But we would only know that road yeah. because the examiner is asking us for a stage door behind it at Grape Street. Right. Because West Central Street, there's absolutely nothing. There's no, 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 yeah, no, reason, there's no, reason, there's no reason to go down there's it. There's no reason. Yeah. But again, the knowledge, we would have pulled West yeah. Central Street. We want the uh, stage door at Grape Street. Mm. There you go. We used to play a game. I don't know if you've ever heard this one. But you have to name a road that you know the knowledge student. It's only for knowledge students to play. You know the student knows it. But you want them to drop it. And then when you tell them where it is, if they admit that they know it, you win, basically. You win the point. I'd I, I, <laughs> be awful at that game. George <laughs> hates it. He hates uh, roads. Uh, he hates streets. Yeah. I think we all do. Because I remember when we first started the knowledge and boys and girls go, oh, I dropped, um, what was one of it? Wood Lane. Yeah, but I, yeah. Wood Lane. Mm-hmm. And we we yeah. could not pull it. And someone said, okay, uh, take me from North Pole Road. I did yeah. twice, though, with Mr. Hall on 21s. And he went to me... Uh, <laughs> St. James's Gardens, and I'm thinking, St. James's Gardens, why do I know that? But he even said to himself, I know St. James's Gardens, I just can't see it. It's not an easy one, and, um, St. James's Gardens. Gives me a point on St. Anne's Road. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he asked me on another question, he said, uh, Betterton Street. I'm thinking, Betterton Street, I know Betterton Street. Yeah. It's in, uh, that's, that's near Endall Street, so I just, I just couldn't place it. No, we... We all but get started. As they I mean, say, the poetry as society. As soon as you enter the poetry yeah. society, oh, oh, I will know. Right, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> what about Lancaster Place? Lancaster Place. 
Lancaster Place. Yeah, see you again. George, like, you love Lancaster Place. <laughs> now the thing is, if I don't, if I'd have asked it to you, might you might have got stuck as well. The fact of being asked it or pointed at is on the, the on, it, on the it makes on you, the spot. It's just like, yeah. So it, this is the game. So yeah. I know that he knows Lancaster Place. So I know if he doesn't tell me where it is, I get a point. Okay. <laughs> I'm not helping you, George. <laughs> it's George, and also don't be embarrassed. It's a classic. The Lancaster Place is my starter on this game, okay. always. And then I go to the Lansdowns because there's so many Lansdowns oh, that I we love know. Lansdowne yeah. now. You can get killed with the Lansdowns. It's on Waterloo Bridge, George. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but even in my head, like Lancaster Place, I think You've got the thing is, when you learn the knowledge, i.e., when you learn the roads of London, you learn them in sequence, do you? Yeah. So when someone asks you something in isolation, it's hard to... But that's one of the tricks. It's hard to... So even when you said Lancaster Place, first thing I said in my head was Aldwych. Do you add it? But the Aldwych is a big place, and I'm thinking, whereabouts on Aldwych am yeah. I thinking of? So I'm like, straight away, I'm like, I don't know. Lancaster. Did you not try the trick of saying Ford Lancaster Place or left no. Lancaster Place? Because it kind of triggers the no. pattern. Yeah. See, but our blue books changed, so we never really called yeah. Waterloo Bridge, Lancaster Place, Ford Aldwych. We changed, the blue yeah. books had to change, so yeah. that's probably why. Yeah, just, you, you, honestly, you <laughs> can ask me the easiest of roads, and I'm like, as soon as a, you know, a point comes on it, I'm, yeah. boom, yeah, see everything, I can probably tell you three, four, five, six, seven roads off it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another classic. And you went, Mansion House Station. Mansion House, yeah. Oh, in Green Lanes. No, I would have uh, said, yeah, it. Mansion House, I love the yeah. Mansion House confusion, yeah. And it yeah. was, no, Queen, oh yeah, of course it is. yeah. Yeah, everybody just waits for the manor estate. They're just uh, uh, geared towards it. It's another yeah. classic to fool people on. So we're here with George Barker and Lee Dargan, and Lee and George have been knowledge partners from the very beginning? Right from the beginning. Right from the very beginning. We was even in your same welcome talk without knowing it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And y- so after that, you you met here in the school at some stage, but accidentally or coincidentally? No. It was you. Yeah, it was oh. you, Persica. I'd, oh. I'd finished... Doing Blue Book One, yeah. and I come on my way home. I will come into Wizen, asked you about Blue Book Two. Can I buy a Blue Book Two? You said, Yeah. You said, um, Have you started thinking about a callover partner? Have you got a callover partner? I said, No. And you went, Oh, funny enough, someone came in yesterday and uh, Lee wrote their number on the board. So you went, Go through, take the number, and uh, give them a text. So I thought, Well, why not? So I took the number, <laughs> and I know why Lee's laughing. <laughs> I actually thought he was a bloke. <laughs> so I was like, Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Um, just got your number from Dean and all this. Da, 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 da. And uh, I remember, I think you called me back. I called you back. You I was went, like, Are you calling on behalf of your husband? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hello. And then she was like, Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Lee. Thinking, who? <laughs> Lee? <laughs> oh, yeah, from the, you got my number from the. No- I was like, Oh, like, sh- yeah. Mad, yeah. and then from that day, that was it, wasn't it? And then we met up in a Starbucks the yeah. following night to say, "Look, we'll call over." And I said, "Well, what?" Because you hadn't joined the school no, at that no, point. No, no. I said, "Well, you might as well join the school." And that was it, wasn't that it? That was it. Went there. We used to just call Blue Books, didn't we? Blue Books from the beginning. So, in a sense, when you 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 could say you you've done both done really really quickly for modern times. You've completed it and come to the end very quickly. I know you're very near the end, and George has finished. Um, that is not that long ago. That's two years and a little bit ago. Two years, four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, that, and we're talking about Blue Book One. So, getting together early 
it, there are so many people that do do knowledge early which don't have partners with the intention of getting partners but don't realize that the longer it goes on the harder it gets to get a partner yeah. and getting a partner early does make a hell of a difference yeah definitely I th- well we're, i think we're very similar we're both driven mm. and mm. um we've never really let each other down oh. and i think that's the difference we find with a lot of call over partners in the school when we say we're going to be here at seven o'clock on monday morning or sunday morning we'll both be here at seven yeah. o'clock and we've never let each other down and mm-hmm. i think that's the best thing about both of us because yeah. we just want to get it done yeah that's it you gotta you gotta um commit to it yeah that's there's no you get out what you put in it sounds cliche but actually with the knowledge that it, there's no truer word yeah i no. don't know how people do it switching on and off i, c- no. I couldn't do it no. you have to switch in and stay switched in yeah for the whole duration until the end um, I was shocked yesterday. I was talking to some, some of the students outside that were um, from Afghanistan, and they've decided at 28 that they can stop calling their blue books. And I thought, well, that's quite daring of you to decide that you can do that. I, I thought it was very lazy in actual fact. But really and truly, you, all you're doing is just taking a gamble that's unnecessary. You need to maintain that. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. We done it right to the very end, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Even radius points. And I remember you saying to me, you know, once you've done your radius points, they'll go to your long-term memory. What yep. you know, you know. What you don't, you don't. Um, and for a long period of time, I didn't call them. But <laughs> after so long, I remember I had an appearance with Hall and he was asking me, like, Clarence House, Lancaster House, and I'm just thinking, I don't even know these points. Yeah. And when I looked them up, I thought, I, I can't believe I've dropped these points. They're, they're easy to um, drop. Yeah, I not, thought, not for anyone of any mm-hmm. calories, but they're easy to drop. Yeah, I thought, I can't believe I dropped these points. These were on my radius. Mm-hmm. So actually, um, from probably mid-28s all the way then through to the end, I actually called them. Yeah. I went back I've to not, calling I've gone back them. to my radius. Um, yeah. Not a lot. I just do maybe a hundred, but just yeah. it's it's really good to refresh. Yes. Because yeah. there's some examiners that do like them big gold points yeah. and... You know, you, you can do your daily sheet, you can revise the daily sheet, but going back to them radius sometimes, it's a good refresher. It just goes to show that actually that is your bread and butter. It is. So I mean, there was more to what I would have said at the time that I would have added to that I probably didn't, but there is a necessity to kind of slowly rotate them yeah. and keep that rotation going. Yeah. It's just the fact that for a lot of people, you're inundated with too much. Yeah. And in terms of importance, that could be put lower down because the newer stuff is coming out, yeah, the yeah. daily sheet's coming out. Yeah. These points that are here and now need to be done. But at the same time, if you can keep rotating those old backlog, it keeps them at the forefront, because you are going to forget quite a few of them. And yeah. certainly, um, if you're not practising at all, you do need to have some form of practice. Well, the best thing is the daily feature on the app, mm-hmm. because it breaks it into seven days, and it's just a seven-day cycle. And, yeah. it hold, and it actually holds you accountable. Yeah, because if you miss that day, you've missed that bank of points, and oh, it's not coming around. Yeah. To, it's not coming around to the next week, so mm-hmm. it's not like, oh yeah, well, well I'll, I'll skip Tuesday and I'll, I'll do it Wednesday because Wednesday you got a whole new. So probably one of the best features of the app, yeah, yeah. is the daily cycle where it splits the points up um, because it holds you accountable to make sure each day you're. You, what you're is your attending. daily number for the cycle? Does it say? I think mine ended up around four hundred, give or take. Yeah. Some days it'd be about three nine something. Other days were like four one something. So, yeah. but it's give or take. It's four hundred for your radiuses, and then on top, I think my bike list points. Mm. I also got up to about three hundred. Yeah. So 
more See, or less you're doing like 700 a day i i i rate it as being the bike list as being the most important yeah. because they were unknown and freshly pointed so they need to be brought up uh the next one would be the pointed that we've done before yep. and they're in yep. that regime and what do you say would be your uh, time to revise how long do you need to revise three or four hundred or five hundred or six hundred points I tend to find I've got through them in an hour. In, what, I, I tended to do about 600 in a, if 30 minutes to an hour, yeah, depending could, on the... I could do normally my radius, my daily, what I have to do off the radius app, and my daily off of the uh, point sheet app yeah. in about an hour. So, yeah, if you're doing quick yeah. fire quick. question yeah, analysis. Yeah, I could just... That's really quick. Because yeah. I was doing them enough, day in, day out, day in, day out, that day in, day idea. out. It was there. It was just bang, 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 yeah. bang. Um, so, yeah, but definitely a daily feature is... You do the daily feature. Yeah, yeah. But I probably take a bit longer. I just look at it sometimes because there's other roads and points that you just think around that section, you just think, oh, actually, I forget how you get into that point or there's another one slightly off, but yep. it's just yeah. it's just constantly revising and remembering. It definitely it's helps. D- if you it, never I, s- it never stops. Yeah. yeah. I, I, had, I had quite a photographic memory. So, I, you know... I'm not I, a believer in photographic memories. I don't think that exists. But I had quite the luxury of, in a sense, then. Well, you're just awesome. One of yeah. them. <laughs> I had, you know, if it's not a photographic memory, I had a quite a luxury in a sense. I could go to a point, look at a point, have a bit of a scan, and every time I'd call that point, I could see that image. Yes. And if you know, and I suppose not everyone has that luxury, or if you don't have that luxury, it's maybe harder. And I don't know. It's due process. I, don't know. I just think you're. you're a different mindset as well because you are so driven mm. you'll look at that point and go yep. i need to remember i that. remember the first radius map i'd done i questioned if i was doing it right yeah because it you know you spend so long doing your blue books and driving these roads and trying to visualize and see because the you've turns cracked it once you've done your blue books trying to see this and trying to see that and then you come to these radius points and you're thinking it's almost going to be like the same thing you completely it's the same, different it's the same i should be looking for is the same i should be trying to mm-hmm. And all you're doing is driving, or all I found myself doing was driving up to it, having a look, oh, yeah, yeah, great. All right, lovely, I've got that, boom. And Which is looked, exactly what I would tell yeah. you to do. And it was almost like, it's just don't yep. feel like I'm doing enough. <laughs> yeah. And you hear the classics, learn your first left, learn your first right. It's too much information. It's yeah, too would, much information. You don't actually, you switch into a different brain set. So now you've, you're ignoring the name of the road that the point is in and trying to think, oh, I've got to learn that. So then stress increases. So the whole process is very simple. If you point something, you say hello to the point, and then as you drive off, you say that point was in that road. Yeah. And you try to remind yourself that point is in that road. And then you can remember, like you said, I have a, a, a visual regurgitation of the fact that I pulled up at it. It was there. I see it. And I was a thing of people used to say, well, you need to know it's on the north, south, east, and west. And for me, I always used to tell them, no, it was on that side mm-hmm. or that yeah, side. Correct. That's it. The problem is there's too many people that have got, you know, when you're sitting there doing points, you too much input from too many yeah. people. You know, you know what you're doing. Just listen. And, uh, and a couple of new guys have done. They went, how have you, you know, two years, how have you done that? And I said, I've just listened to, d- I haven't yeah. overcomplicated the, the process. I've been told what to do. I've followed the process and we've cracked on with yeah. it. And yeah. it showed that we've. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, it has really. The thing is with a point, right, if you go and you look at a point, don't worry about the first left and the first right, because if the point comes out enough on the sheet, then you you'll know. crack that anyway, yeah. because yeah. you'll have to, if it's coming out enough, so... And if you don't, you drop it. You know, you I just know. go where the oh. point is on the road, right, and as that point comes out, if, it's, if, if the point is 
important enough, you will naturally... It's like a language, isn't it? And almost like your points are your words. Right? If them words are important enough, you will learn how to string them into a sentence. And it's the same when you're doing it for the knowledge. When well, you, when you're in a sense, George, what you're saying is it always annoyed me. So let's say I learn a turnaround for a particular point and I was there and I gathered all this detail. And then for the two years I'm on the knowledge, that point never gets asked using that detail. Yet on the sheet every day is the detail of what I need. So it's telling me what I should learn mm -hmm. specifically. So you've got this massive overkill of trying to learn everything. And this idea is, is such a strange thing that it seems the least um, capable people are trying to learn everything. Yeah. And the more capable people are realising, actually, let's structure this. And there's an age-old cliche in terms of learning anything. You have to learn the big stuff. Once you've learned the big stuff, you can continuously add yeah. more and more detail yeah. of smaller, smaller yeah. uh, regimes. I on think it. you agree with that, George. Because yeah, at the beginning, 100%. you wanted to know every turn around mm -hmm. this. Late as you got on, you were just like, I'm going to give it big, simple, and just know what I'm doing. You yeah. didn't want to overcomplicate, but at the no. beginning... Yeah, you the beginning, were, you, you? want to, yeah, of course you, you do. You want to know this and... You know, you want to know the ins and outs and this, and I'm going to need it. And then you realise, you can't cope with it. Well, I think when I got to the end, it was... Simplicity was key. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I would say, undoubtedly, the most important thing we done was go to the school and call Blue Books. Yeah. Because in appearances, and when you're at the school and things like that, we both got complimented on how fluently and how well we call. Yes. And... When you're in appearance, people can say this, that, the other, or it's human nature, right? If you sit me in a chair and you ask me to go from A to B and I'm reeling it off, you know, like a dream, I'm not saying you don't listen, but human nature thinks this person, they, yes. yeah, they know, they know it again, mm -hmm. you know, so you've already got one, you know, in the bag and yeah. the rest of it should, should follow, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I had one appearance in particular with an examiner um and I, you'll know but when i analyzed it after the appearance the first run he asked me i just called it like a dream knew where i was going knew the points bam, 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 bam. i could see him sitting there and might not be the case if you're asking but in my opinion that run scored me the appearance yeah because after that he knew he knew straight away yeah this this person knows what they're doing da -da 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 -da. and listens less um yeah and, it, and and next question, you made me drop 10 points. Mm. You made me drop 10 points. Is it, was it Mr. Swire or Mr. Wilkin? No, Mr. Patel. Mr. Patel. Made me drop 10 points okay. on the second question. I'm thinking, wow, he's destroying me. Um, but then the third and the fourth question pretty much was, you know, two straightforward questions. But at the end of it, he just said... Oh, you know, I wanted to put you under pressure on the second question. Yeah, and yeah. he did that. Almost lure you into a full sense of security yeah. of thinking that you wasn't and see how you coped on the last two questions. Um, but you, again, I know, George, you're into coaching and stuff, and this is another one of the coaching aspects for me. One of the little tricks is be proud of what you know mm. and don't care about what you don't know because yeah. there's nothing you could have done. And uh, you get often people fall apart. You could ask me Buckingham Palace, but if I don't know Buckingham Palace, there's no shame. I know 20,000 other places. That's where I've reached. Yeah. That's one I haven't reached. Yeah. So you stay focused on the ball and wait to listen for what you do know, and you're there and ready. Yeah. But a lot of people do fall apart. They right. get asked 10 points that they, yeah. don't, they don't understand they wasn't meant to know those 10 points, and they think, oh, maybe I'm doing something wrong. And then they get asked Manor House Station, and they, they don't know where that is either. Yeah. I remember coming out the appearance, and I'm standing with John, and I, again, I had 
you know, whether it's football, I could do, tend to remember more or less all my drop points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember giving them to John, and we we just couldn't find, or they're not yeah. even that John had hardly even heard of them. Oh yeah, well um, you, you know the trick of making up. Yeah, and I remember Mr. Patel coming out in his civvies. That's how long I've been down there with John. And he even said to me, what are you still doing now? So I'm trying to give John all the drop points. Um, but, yeah, going back to obviously, like, being fluent with your runs. Yeah. Look, Mr. Patel may tell you something different, but yeah. in my eyes, I scored that appearance on the first run. Yeah. Because he knew straight away, um, yeah, this person knows what they're doing. They know where they're going. They can see it. They're calling it fluently. Um, so definitely calling fluently is a big... It does make a difference. It is. If, you, if you're splurting, splattering... If I was an examiner, all of a sudden, my arm, my, does this person know it again? Well, when you when you start, you can actually tune in and hear everything they say. Yeah. Yeah. And when you call fluently, one, you can maybe paste over a mistake quite smoothly. Mm-hmm. But the, it then becomes for me to actually think, oh, the route I had in mind wasn't that. But if he's called that so smoothly, maybe that sounds good. Cool. If you haven't called it smoothly, I'd be more questioning of it, but you call it smoothly, I think he actually knows what he's talking about. I might not question that. When I let that one go, because I'm not quite sure if it's better or worse than the idea I had in mind. So calling fluently makes yeah. a massive difference. Yeah, I agree. But it's not so easy to call fluently. But when you when the answer comes, um, and I think all the fluency comes from the sheer volume of point-to-point practice mm-hmm. that we do and the memory of I have seen something similar, and this, again, is one of the big failings of many people when they're studying is that they just don't do enough volume to accumulate a memory of something yeah. similar or exactly the same. And uh, one of the first things I usually ask people when they think they're having problems is how much point-to-point you do. And I'm shocked at how often the answer is 10. They do 10 runs a day. And I think 10 – if you're doing 10 and I'm doing 60 or 50, yeah. can you see how much better than you I'm going to be? What's the common – thing we pick up from other students in school when they do point to point or what we'd say is the common what we thought was a common mistake they never do enough they do four questions one oh, appearance this is a big one. they do one appearance and then they swap and the other partner does an appearance then they swap and so in 15 minutes they've done four questions each oh, we would do 15 minutes on the timer sometimes Which we would rattle through like three four five yeah. appearances because you're just memory time. kicks in as well yeah. the, the, the Thing is, you're kind of getting asked blue book, what seems like blue book to you, but it isn't. It's just the fact that I did that one yesterday, didn't I? Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so that's bosh, bosh, bosh. That was the answer? Yes. And, and the more another. the more volume. I used to, one of my big struggle areas was like always Streatham slash Brixton mm-hmm. because it's, you don't realise how south and, south and smack bang in the middle is. And you would get lines that would go into, say, maybe Shaftesbury Avenue or somewhere like um, Covent Garden. And I always used to go left, and right, because I just couldn't, do you know what I mean? I just yep. couldn't see, or the way I see or thought I see the map mm. is that that was direct. It's only through doing sheer point-to-point, volume, volume of point-to-point, yeah. that you end up getting your own lines. You, yes, your blue book governs what you call, but you almost, in in effect, mm. create a blue book five yeah. through point-to-point. Yeah. So... Whenever I was in appearances and I used to get asked certain questions and I could see both points, I already knew the line I was going to call. Yeah. And it makes it so much more... You, you're you not sitting there panicking, deciphering the line. Don't get me wrong, not every appearance. I, no, I no, knew the no. line, but there's a lot of appearances where it would be, you get a point, you get the next point, and by the end of it, I wouldn't even have to think of the roads. Mm-hmm. I just had to think of three or four waypoints along the route. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know, let's just say, for argument's sake, um, Brixton to the Aldwych. You know, I would only have to think of, right, Kennet Park Road, boom, Waterloo, Lancaster, and, and the roads are there, and then it just comes. You did um, pick an easy line there, but you'd be surprised how, course, many, how yeah. many people think that Brixton is, is in the wrong position, not realising it's just a, yeah, a straight yeah, line no, that's a Yeah, that's what I, the point I was just trying to make, is that like, but that only comes through volume of point to point. Yes. And when you do call over with people that only do four questions each, the pressure then when you say, actually, we're going to do 15 minutes each, they get really worked up and go, God, this is so overwhelming. That surprises me. Yes, it's true. Though. I know. It really overwhelms them. And people that are more than capable, when you ask them to do 15 minutes, suddenly they shut down and go, it's getting too much. Yeah. And You've got to do it like really that. Really capable people. Yeah. yeah. I have never yeah. ever understood it from the very first time I started doing the knowledge myself that people would want to do four each. And I realised it very quickly that as soon as you're paired up with someone who's not as good as you or is better than you, that the four each suddenly becomes a massive disparity of like, I've been sitting here for 20 minutes while you just did those four and now it's my turn and I've done the four in two minutes and it's your turn again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 15 minutes on a time again. Another fantastic feature of the app. You've got that 15-minute yeah. timer. And it's about, you know, getting for you, for yourself. You know, yeah. get as much done as you can yeah. you in that time. You almost get greedy because yeah. you want to get that yeah. 15 minutes in and you want to get as many questions answered. You pen the line and you rub it off and go, right, I want to go yeah. again and again and again. Yeah. Because what, oh, for on. me, like... People love bankers, don't they? They love penning on bankers. For me, I don't learn just penning no. on. What I need is point to point. Someone says, right, take me from there. That's what makes me learn for the next time going, yeah. why do I take that bridge? So point to point, a new boy joined yesterday. He was like, how do you get through it? I went, get a call over partner now. You've done your blue books. Go and do your, get your points and do point to point. Yeah. He was like, oh, really? But, <laughs> but someone else said this. I said, watch the videos. What does mm. Dean tell you to do? And it's no lie, is it? That's worked out well for us. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Most people I know that, especially the modern day, where the misconception is, oh, I can't do the knowledge because it's going to take me four to five years. Most people I know that have got through it in what majority of people would consider to be a quick time. It's because they've done what they've been told. They've listened, yeah. not tried to say, like, oh, yeah, well, that's what he told me to do, but actually I'm going to do this. It's just they've done what they've told and gone and done it and... Because the proof's in the pudding, the method works. That's why the method's been about for... 30 years. There you go, 30 years. You know, you don't have a method that survives 30 years if... I I don't think it's even a method, George. Um, My my view on it has always been that it's... These are standard, well-known educational techniques in any subject. And I just think that no one's actually been bothered before to teach it. They're just... I hear so often, oh, I did it this way, or I did it my own way, or I found it was better for me like this. I, I'm often still studying how we study, and there's loads of things coming out now. You know the idea that this person's a visual learner, this person's a listener, this person's an activity learner, and every scientific study they've done says, no, that's all rubbish, there's yeah. no such thing. You're all learning the same way. You're just making an excuse for yourself. And, and all the tests they do prove that, if we just did this, you would learn better. Mm. And there's loads of studies done on memory as well. And literally the simplest memory technique of all is repetition. Just repeat something enough and it's there. Mm. And usage. 
we remember something because we use it enough. So people, when they're doing their point-to-point, you're getting usage. And when we do our revision of our points and the revision of our blue book, we're getting repetition. So you don't need any special super memory techniques or anything. Just go to the basics, build up from there, and practice your point-to-point. And the other thing that always shocked me was people miss the concept of what they're actually doing. You are not training ever to become a taxi driver. You are training to be a person that sits in a chair in front of someone and answers questions. Agree. And once you pass that, 100%. you'll you'll become yeah. a taxi driver and yeah. learn how to be one. I remember. <laughs> I, I love George because right from the beginning of the knowledge, you had people going, "You won't, you can't be a firefighter, you can't be this, and you can't do the knowledge." Mm-hmm. Now George is so driven. I can do that. Yeah. And he succeeded in everything that he's wanted to achieve yeah. because. You have that mindset and it's it's never, oh, I can't do it. I yeah. won't do it. You just get on with it. Go, it. If you I'm, want to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, What's your point there? Actually, I mean, George, you are a full-time firefighter. Yeah. Uh, are you a professional referee? Semi-professional. Semi-professional football referee. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and anything else that you're doing, you're a ballet dancer, if I remember right. Well, you like a bit I, of ballet? I wished. <laughs> <laughs> my my neighbour in Turkey is a ballet dancer. Um, and it's called a ballerino. I don't know if you knew that. Ball- no. male, male ballerinas are called ballerinos. Okay. I can see you in a pair of tights, George. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> and he can do uh, press-ups without his feet touching the ground. There you go, George. That's, that's <laughs> your next task. Yeah. No chance. No, it is. It is mind over matter, though. It, it is. And there's too many people saying you can't do it or yeah. you should do it or you'll never get it done in this yeah. amount of time. And um, I think... You're the ideal candidate, really, to say. You just got to put your mind to it. I do work. Yeah, you just got to. Yeah, I just. We we haven't pointed out either, George, that you actually contemplated seriously giving up. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. That phone call. Mm -hmm. I had what literally one week where meltdown. It was just off the back of. of, No, was it first lockdown somewhere? No, it was. Might just coming out of the first lockdown. And oh, all the yeah, LTNs were coming out. Yeah, they all your, just come out. Your blue books were changing. Blue books changed, and and he just bitched I just like got a girl, to the to point. Yeah, I got Can to I the point. Say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, oh, oh, man, I did. Bit sexist, but in my head, I was like, but, you know, I can say that I'm a woman. Okay. In my <laughs> in my head, I was like, I've just spent all this time learning all these runs, and just like that, with a click of a finger, they've shut half them down, mm-hmm. and I've got to go back over it. I've got to change it all. No, I ain't doing it. No, not worth it. No, 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 that, that, yeah, yeah. Just, no I'm selfish. not having it. That was it. How selfish. That was it. But what we'll say is, thanks to obviously like yourself, yourself, um, Joe, Sam, Harry, people in work, believe it or not, that cab drivers, convinced me to not knock it on the head and, and go for it. Best, Probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life regarding... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, it is factual, life-changing decision. Yeah, to continue doing it. Um, it was a very, very big moment of weakness. I yeah, mean, you were a little bit pathetic, to be honest. Well, at that for one him stage, as yeah, well. for you, you yeah, know, we expected so much of you. Yeah, and you know when you, everyone thought you were on fire. You know, and when you said you could say other people are oh, they going to quit, you would expect it. But mm. I thought, gee, like George, nah, yeah, we never thought that one was ever going to come. No, maybe a girl. Yeah, girls are quitters. No, 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 no. I'm not having that. The girls, the girls are great. Kidding, anyway. No, I'm kidding. Girls are no. great. <laughs> Must have had a moment. You did have a really yeah. moment. But no, no, on a serious level, best 
decision to well you got to go work yet george so wait wait yeah of one. course but you know even when like when you get your wreck that's what did you say um, when you got your wreck do you remember what in terms of how i felt yeah it was like when i got my wreck it was like mr harvey gave me my wreck the one that, honest to god best feeling in the world but it felt like someone turned a tap on on the bottom of my foot and the blood just <laughs> run from my body. Yeah. Like it's just a st- you know, instant state of I've, shock. I've got a degree. I've yeah. done this. I've done that. Yeah, this literally. Is I, best feeling yeah. in the world. Literally. Um, yeah, I've literally studied since day one. I've not been out of study. Yeah. I school, college, university, qualified as a teacher, trained to be a firefighter, started the knowledge. Yeah, by best best feeling I've ever had yeah. in terms of obviously all the achievements well, n- now that's over there's there's obviously a feeling of emptiness sheer afterwards. yeah how many times have I said that to you it rang me up complete feeling of emptiness a couple of days later mm. because and if it, it's sad because mm. yeah in the nicest possible way I don't think sometimes you could enjoy it as much either because I passed out and that's yeah. the saddest thing I was like this is your moment you've done it but you were like you'll get out and I was like yeah. it's okay but you felt no, but when we started together we yeah. literally finished each blue book together. In tandem, yeah. Mission yeah. pieces together, yeah. pointing to... Like, we'd done literally everything. I dropped, you dropped. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Each stage for that. So yeah. it's... um, uh, We started it together. We will finish it together. Yeah. So that mm. is there. But, yeah, the, it's... A, it's a, Anyone who's got their rec will understand what I'm saying. But it's just... Yeah. If you're doing the knowledge properly, it governs your life. You know, every day is... Well, I'm going to wake up... I'm going out on the bike at this time to do X, Y, Z. I get back. Right, this time I'm going to call my book. This time I'm meeting Lee at the school. This time I'm going to do my points. Everything else fits in around that. Yes. But you again, you hit one of my other key things that I like to teach, which is be very structured. Mm. Um, th- there's such a randomness to some people. They, oh, I, I call sometimes. I call my blue book sometimes. I, I revise points maybe sometimes. The, the structure is set. I fix to it and you treat it like a job and you stay to that regime, you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And going back to you passing out and the feeling afterwards, I remember a tremendous feeling of guilt that I'm not doing something. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a weird feeling. And I, compared to some, mm-hmm. I was fortunate, I would say, with my selection of examiners, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. You've still got to pass the appearance, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong, but... You need a little you know, bit of luck. I had a bit. I had probably more than my fair share of luck along the way, but I you know sometimes you, people used to say, "Oh, you know," didn't they all the time? Oh. Like, "Oh, it's so lucky." Listen, but I always used to say to you, "Is the way the cookie crumbles?" You know, you can't. You need a bit of luck to get through it. You don't know who you're getting. You sit. Everyone yeah. sits in that room. Yeah. You wait for that door yeah, to open. You, do. you look round and do. go. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. thank God! I might. Yeah. You know, you, you know whether I've, you've got an opportunity yeah. to score that day. Yeah. And you took full advantage of yeah, every time. And like you say, the examiners know that you're doing the work. Yeah. And I think that's a real difference. When people s- come to school or yeah. not, and can s- we can all sit there for six hours yeah. looking at a book and yeah. thinking we're going to score that day because we've looked at a book the whole yeah. day. But unless you're out on the bike pointing, yeah. unless you're calling your blue books, unless you're doing point to point, revising your points, the examiners know it. And it's yeah. so it's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, no, you it's, do. You, you need your luck, but... yeah. You know, and it's just saying, I, I suppose people have said before about other, but 
the harder I worked, the luckier I got. Right, so it's cliche. <laughs> it's cliche, but that, yeah. but that is the truth of it. Is it? That is. Yeah. That is the truth of it. Like, George, what it I was, found with a lot of people that that I find who are redlined back going back a while, they'd say, "Oh, I got redlined. I was I was got redlined by it was Patel. Patel redlined me. No, Patel did you? You had three others. Mm. Yeah, it, I had Harvey. Okay, and I had McDowell, and I had Shaw. So." You're saying the bad luck was Patel. There were three other people. You redlined yourself. Yeah. So you know you, what they're not doing is, and I think it, there's a, a pretty much a football metaphor. Really, you're not winning against the teams you're supposed to win against, yeah. and gaining those points in the bag. And then there's the other teams where you're probably going to lose, but you hope for a draw or whatever it is. So, and it's kind of along them lines. You're you're probably going to get a D. Statistically, you're going to get a D from Mark Gunning and from Jay Patel. Statistically, their Ds are a higher percentage. I should have checked the percentages before I came along. I, George, I actually checked, George. I actually checked <laughs> Mr. Gunning the other day, and I think he's around. He's in the 50s, isn't he? He was right. 53 or something like that. Percentage, percentage of, is higher percentage of Ds? He's, no, his Ds is, or out of all of his appearances, I think he gives Two out to 53% one. Yeah. Ds. So, yeah, I mean, again, I was... What you will, people score with Gunning, yeah. so you know. But I, I never see yeah. Mr. Gunning, so I can't really yeah. comment on his appearances. Didn't but didn't see Ayers, didn't see Wilkins, yeah. So didn't see no. Oh, you didn't see? I thought it was a little no. nickname there, didn't see Wilkins. No, no, didn't see. Didn't. I didn't see Mr. Wilkins <laughs> for an appearance, which I'm actually quite excited about because I remember one day I went out <laughs> and collected ninety of Mr. Wilkins yeah. points, thinking, right, that's it. If I get him. You know, I've learned. I've learned his lines. And I've got about, his points. Yeah, he was great. I, I John Wilkin would, would um, when he first started, he had loads and loads of technical questions. And what was brilliant about them is they were rep- repeated. Mm. And this is always my argument: you can ask a, a technical question, that's great, and you know that the first people that come across it are not going to know it. And then w- we're going to chase it and learn it. Yeah. Don't just ask a technical question once every six months. And he he gave you the opportunity to learn something technical. Yeah. Um, and then when he wanted to, he introduced a handful of brand new points that you were never going to know that were usually around one of those technical points. He did like to clean up the whole area. But there was something about his system that you could read into and work towards. And that's always been one of my yeah. criticisms is you need to make sure that there's something to work towards. You can't make it just random. You can't pick a million points and never ask the same one again. Uh, you can't pick a million questions and never ask the same one again. You've got to give people a chance. We already excel way, way above anything else yeah. that any other cab driver in the world, as I've said before. Well, that's the difference, obviously, with some of the questions and in, in talking specifically about the technical ones. You know, there's some technical questions out there that they would ask, you know, never to be asked again. Yeah. So you're learning a turnaround to aren't to answer a technical question and you know it's never going to be asked again. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost, you know, it makes you a mammoth task to be able to... Well, that would that would bring me back to Mark Gunning, who I also like very much, but for his questions, I actually wouldn't practice them. Mm-hmm. I'd take my chances on the day that I'll be able to answer it, but really practicing it is kind of a waste of time because the technicality is not going to repeat. Yeah. Um, and I love a technical question. I loved um, West End questions where there is, you can make two points very close to each other and there's only one answer. There is not two, there is only one. Um, Where the longer the run becomes, the more variety you can add into it. So technical questions, which the missing pieces were originally based around. Um, I love all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, I don't... The technical questions. Yeah. But I think we want to be better at them Mm. in that, that red circle. 
Yeah, mm. definitely, definitely. Look, I don't, I wouldn't criticise any examiner. I think they're all there to serve yep. a purpose and they all contribute in their own style and their own way in which they ask questions to the overall the overall knowledge. Um, but I do get your point in, um, you know, the, the, the cities, the inner red ring that we used to call it. Yeah. It's very condensed, very technical. Um, from people I spoke to, especially a lot of your work in a cab will be, you know, concentrated in them areas. And um, sometimes we went for days, didn't we, answering questions. You feel like, you know, you've not done... Yeah. A lot of runs used to go through there, didn't they, a lot of questions. But you, sometimes you felt like, well, I haven't answered a question in here for ages. Yeah, um, what did, and the technicality changed. Obviously, with Tottenham Court Road and Gower Street both changing... It opens up, and I haven't looked at any, but I'm sure that if I sat down at the map, I would be able to find at least two dozen technical questions yeah. that were on top of each other yeah. that would be a nightmare yeah. to be hit with. Yeah. Combine but it now I with mean, Covent Garden as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like for me, I really don't want this to be recorded. Like Bowls Over Street. We got asked Bowls Over Street last week. Someone that just got their wreck that was calling over me crashed Bowls Over Street because they had no idea, actually, because it was one way. Yeah. And it's stuff like that that we're going to hopefully be doing on a day-in, day-out basis because yeah. all the hotels are there, That you know, you're, wh- whatever we're going to be doing. But for someone that's got their wreck yeah. crashed and to get to Bowls it. Over Street, when they're calling over me, just really kindly coming down because everyone's passed out now, so I've got no call-over partner Sorry. really. <laughs> but it's it's technical stuff like that that I hope when I get in the cab, I want to be confident go, I know how I'm going to get to Bowls Over Street. But sometimes when you sit in that chair and they ask you in that red ring, yeah. I'm terrified because we don't get asked enough. No, that, that's some one of the things that has changed over the years. That would have yeah. been our bread and butter back then. We yeah. would have always – there were so many technical questions yeah. and they were really interesting. But that's what I would enjoy. Yeah. I really would enjoy getting more just actually, you know, we're going to be out in six weeks. Yeah, I want to know that I can get from Bowles Over Street to – I don't know, Barclay Square, Barclay Square. How about, how about Bowls Over Street to Bowls Over Street? Because if you, oh, yeah. you you give the point at the bottom to the point at the top, suddenly you've got to know, well, am I going to go back up? Yeah. Or it, there are so many varieties yeah. on it. I mean, that could have turned out to be quite easily in actual fact. But. Actually, Hotel Fitznovia to Langham Street, Gem. Mm. Mm-hmm. How'd you get from there? Yeah. Don't ask me to do that. And people, you know, people like to think that the customers you're going to have in the back of your cabs, they're the type of, you know, they might want to go from a hotel just to, to a restaurant around the corner. Well, you're going to get all this sort of stuff. I remember having someone complain. I was asked, I was in Rathbone Place, and they wanted the Connaught Hotel. I've got to turn right into Oxford Street. I can't. So I'm going to turn left into Oxford Street, and I'm going to do a U-turn. And they think I went the wrong way, and I'm now doing a U-turn. It was like they don't realise yeah. I've just done a technical yeah. manoeuvre. I had to go left to do the U-turn so that we don't break the law and take you back. And they're like, uh, do you know where you're going? <laughs> you think like, well, yeah, I do. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I'm, what I'm not going to do for you is take you across St Giles Circus and start looking for four or five roads to come yeah. round again. All I did was not do the illegal right turn. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And um, I think, <laughs> yeah, you know, the knowledge would... You can't sit in a pit, you know, we'd all have to go, you know, left Oxford Street, comply U-turn and <laughs> forward Oxford Street. But you well, you, you know, there's you know, an argument for that. There has been for many years, 30 years, the argument for us to perhaps just do that because this is what we are going to do. So we're kind of, I like the fact that we're learning extra rows. It, 
it allows us to know roads that some people might live in and we can go straight to them. I remember someone getting in asking for Gambia Street. And most of us, I think, know Gambia Street. But for them, it was like, well, Gambia Street, do you know where it is? And, yeah, I know where it is. I don't know how or why. I just know where it is. It's something I know. And they're impressed with the fact, you know, some silly little street yeah, in Southwark. Yeah. Um, I've gone off on a tangent there and I forgot what the what the principle was that we were talking about, first of all. About, I was saying about, you know, in appearance you can't say... Oh, yeah, there, there was, yeah. They basically have been arguing, and they're still arguing it now. So the idea would be, let's say you're in a dual carriageway, completely like Marylebone Road, completely sectioned off. Yeah. Then really and truly, um, for a start, it took years to include the feeder for baker street station as a turnaround yep. we could it says taxis only um but we technically wouldn't be able to use that so we were making lots of little made-up rules that weren't really necessary and i think um you could argue even for dual carriageways that you should be able to say leave on the right because you're probably going to find a way of getting background anyway in some yeah. sense yeah. um at the moment it's not going to happen that way but, um, I think like the Marleybone Road is a good example because it comes back to a lot of points where it's you know set on the left. Mm-hmm. Only. It's not practical. Why why are you asking me to set a fire station on the left when every fire station has a that clear, was another clear forecourt in front of it? The only fire station that doesn't is Euston. Are Euston's clear? It's got a little bit of a barrier there, isn't it? And I know the fire trucks come out and they do swing round it. Yeah. Whether or not in a cab, I don't know if you could. Oh, I don't bit. even know there was a little bit of barrier. I mean, yeah, I have always a little bit because of where the lights are on the junction is quite close. But like, uh, I think the classic one was um, West Norwood. You know, it, it, it's got a like ten by ten square. There's no need, and sometimes they're the ones that used to get me. Was and that, that was a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, the the thing about the Euston one is that when you turn it around, I don't know what it, control, it needs now, but it used to c- need a figure of eight turnaround to get back. It used to need a loop and a loop mm-hmm. to bring you back to get it on the left. And yeah. it wasn't necessary. Uh, it was always possible to pull on that forecourt yeah. and pull yeah. off of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the thing that you're seeing, George, but you're probably far more up to date than I am in terms of that. But I don't see anything blocking. And obviously fire stations don't want that restriction. They want uh, the it might not, and uh, you know. I, I'm sure I remember when but I was being there. This is again another overthinking of what you should be thinking of to leave a point. Yeah. Can I leave on the left or can I leave on the right? When actually, mm-hmm. you can do either. It's yeah. it's it's not an issue. And when you've got students in the school going, oh, it's leave on the left only, leave on the well, yeah. Never take that? their opinion. Uh, never take. The, what, I remember. Do you remember t- the uh, Whitechapel Art Gallery? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it's only no. It, it just and that's the problem actually from questions like that is. It dry, you know, too many students and they're just overthinking it and overthinking it. And yeah. There's two, you know. they, they are little, two different cultures of people. Yeah. And I always used to teach if you, when it's leave on the left only, it's an absolute. Yeah. If there's any doubt in your mind, leave it on the right because the debate is, mm-hmm. is opened yeah. up. So you just leave it on the right. Don't waste energy and time on it until you know. Yeah. Um, and I went past it the other day in Cornell and I saw it. I mean, when I was on the knowledge, it was called Abacus Bar. Um, and it's it's blocked by a pedestrian uh, bollards. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Um, and it was only thanks to Mom Danvers and John Harvey they brought in a guidelines to say that they don't count. You, yeah. you cannot start taking notice of a pedestrian bollard as preventing you from setting and leaving on the left. And it's just re- on the right side. Why well, um, Tokyo Pizza with Mister McDowell, mm-hmm. which is uh, up and made a vow, and I just went leaving the right. And off I went. 
called it and uh, I remember coming back and people was like, you can't do that. It's just, when you actually look at the point, it, yes, it's right on the corner. Yes, there's a set of traffic lights, but you would never drop it right on the corner. Yeah. You just wouldn't do it. You'd be you'd be such a hazard to all road users, you wouldn't do it. You would turn left, you'd go past it, you'd sit on the left-hand side where it's safe to do so. Yeah. At the closest possible point, which actually then would allow you to leave on the right. Which is now actually, again, kind of clearer. For example, the Essex Road station was recently clarified because it's got a railing in front of it. There's no point in sitting outside it because they can't get there. So you would be setting off the railings or off of Zebra Crossing and leaving a left or a right is perfectly legitimate for any of these points. Yeah, and I remember the same, remember when we asked you about Bow Road station? Because when, like, obviously, you never put, got an answer from Dave. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but when we, when we, when we, you were, moaned about it for months. Yeah, you never got a, yeah. an answer from Dave. Was it on text? Oh God! No, I asked you in person. I think you, you end up going to Turkey, and I'll be like. You know, Dean's been in Turkey for months. He still ain't told me if I can, if I can set it on the left or the right. Um, but Honestly, I think it's only when you... It's both stations. Yeah. yeah, it's only, you know, but that's probably when we, at that time, when we was in that point where we was like... No, oh, yeah, that's when George was in that yeah, point. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, you can't do this, you can't do... But I think as you go on, you just learn, don't you? Have some self-belief. You get to a point, you go, look, there's an island there, there's zigzags either side, so... You've got to have a drop there. You're going to have a drop there. Therefore, you can sit on the left, you can sit on the right, you can leave on the left, you can leave on the right. Boom. Yes. Oh, perfect example. I uh, went up for appearance. Fish Street Hill, they asked me. Mm-hmm. So oh, all the yeah. boys are outside. Yeah. <laughs> Did you leave? How did you leave it? I went, I left on the left. They went, you crashed it. I went, what? Everyone's sitting there going, she crashed it and she scored with McDowell. <laughs> yeah. I went... Oh, yeah, you, you've got to leave on the right for Fish Street Hill. And thinking I went, the bottom end, Lower Thames Street, that's what they're thinking of. So oh, okay, they didn't leave from the top. No. So I left from the top. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I did the turnaround. Yeah. But it's like everyone constantly like, oh, she's, you did this, you did that wrong. Well, no, because you've got to think about it logically. And you know, you've got to think out of the box. Yeah, and Mr. You know what? It's probably the only reason I scored with McDowell that day because I was the only one that left from the top because he wanted me to go to Whitechapel. Yes, the rest of them went to Puddle Dock. <laughs> but if you actually think about, if you actually think about Fish Street Hill, practically, realistically, you are more likely to leave from the top by East Cheap than you ever are Lower Thames Street because that's where the station is. Well, I don't know. I think what you're saying there is an excellent question. So you basically went over London Bridge. I didn't know. No, where Fish Street and Monument to? Street. No, I went Oh, you left from the very top at Great Tower top, Street. Yeah. Wow. No, no, East Cheap, Swire Junction. Sorry. Yes, East Cheap. And then did the turnaround. The rest of them went from the bottom. Yep. And here's me. Even I, I've gone yeah. from halfway. I've gone left Monument Street, left yeah. on the London Bridge, and come so back over Tower Bridge and gone and to the That's the point Channel. I'm making, John actually. The, John, the point collectors, had to get the boys back and go, no, you know, you can leave from the top yeah. part yeah. of the street here. Yeah, absolute top. Because they all went, got the hump thinking yeah. she only scored because she's a girl. And yeah. honestly, I generally, we're all standing outside going, she only scored because you, you're forced left. Yeah. And not one of them thought you can leave from the top. You girls, you get it uh, easy. Here we go. But now that, that raises a nice question. Fish Street Hill now is, you should ask people, runs involving Fish Street Hill because it's broken into three options mm-hmm. of coming out the bottom forced right or going Monument Street forced on the London Bridge or leaving from the top into East Cheap. Yeah. Which... Um, how many people are going to think of the three options and and come up with the solution? New Bond Street, nice. is, New Bond Street is another example <laughs> because it's got the the bollards. And actually, when you get the other side of the bollard, slightly is 
partly still new bond shit. Yeah. So that's another one where, yeah. depending on where they asked you to go. Well, we had this trouble what? always when we was writing the runs. It was some the road in Peckham, which um, people argued that you can't leave from the bottom, but yet there's there's a truck length mm. of some the road at the bottom. And this goes back to your lights question about setting down near the lights. People would say, that's too near the lights. I need a definition of too near. Is it one metre? Yeah, of course. Two yeah, metres? Yeah, I agree. Uh, is a road one metre long and it's too short? Or And they there is nothing in this sense. Mm. I, I kind of would count a road if it was blocked by a gate at one metre. I'd pretty much say that's no access. But as soon as it's beyond a car length, then there's a car can get yeah. in there and that's yeah. the road. You're in it. Yeah, no, I agree. Just to sum the road one. Um, but the lights one, yeah. And f- for many years as well, people didn't understand zebra crossings. It was such a strange one that they thought you can't set that on the left because there's a zebra crossing in front of it. And you had to explain to them, well, you know you can't stop on a zebra crossing yeah. full stop, so yeah, you can't nice. set it on the yeah. left yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's the overthinking all the time, though, yeah, isn't oh, massively, it? Yeah, massively, massively. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, when you, I think when you go on, you become, especially in your appearances, you become simpler but more effective. Yes. But that's also governed by the fact you're more confident in your own ability, I think. Um, yeah. That you take, I want to say, more risk, but it's what you're doing is more calculated because you've got that confidence in your own conviction to... And ability. You know, you know what your ability yeah, is. Yeah, whereas in the beginning it's all, you know, you're processing, you can't... Can you do this? Can't you do that? Yeah, we, we do overcook it. We overcook it. I got beat by an old boy when I first passed out. We were going to Camden, and I can't remember if it was coming from Victoria Station. I've forgotten the start point, but we both had four passengers of the same group. And when we got to Park Lane, I decided that we're going to Camden, so I'm going to cut all the way across and, and cut through Mayfair. He stayed on Park Lane. I thought I was being clever. He, he went into lost the place and he went around Regents, inside Regent's Park he's at Camden I'm still mucking about in Mayfair and and, and Fitzrovia yeah. chucking lefts and rights and the passengers and they're like when we get there they're standing there waiting for me and I kind of learnt a little bit of a lesson there that we can you, you have to really simplify the fact that and we can actually do this in appearances so what when I say this story, people say, you can't do that in appearance. So yes, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. You can do that because, and it is really due to the fact of the changing head examiners, which is now Marm Channels. It basically, distance is the absolute key to the price of the fare. Now, time makes a difference, but distance will be the cost of the fare. And when you add together what we call steps, which is a left, a right, left, right, left, right, and you add that together to one big step, which is one big straight and one big straight. It's the same distance as the steps if they're even. But you're going to get yeah. people say, oh, it's not too near the string. And I have never, never worked towards the string. And that was the the common, um, where would I say, um, probably, let's just say Queen Victoria Street to... Uh, you're going to corner. You're going to do the corner of the Victoria, river, right? For example, yeah. Which means you've got to go over Blackfriars yeah, every, Bridge. Everyone, oh, you've got to do two bridges. <laughs> no, just bang it round the embankment. It's and direct. It's, yeah. it's quick. It's shorter. You know, you but can't. You, you can't do that. Though, it looks like it? a banana. That's confidence, yeah. isn't it? And that, yeah. Because you know, but we used to be like that. We used to oh always chuck it over two bridges, yeah. didn't we? But actually, <laughs> don't need to. Not only do you not um, need to. If you thought about it in real life. I'm in the back of your cab. I know I'm going to go straight up here along the embankment to yeah. Bridge Street, and you turned a left over 
Black Friars Bridge, and I'm thinking, I, I, am I with a mental patient here? This I've is got a taxi two bridges yeah. to do. Yeah, I remember actually speaking to um, someone who's already a cab driver, and he picked up a lady. Sure, it was on Grosvenor Road somewhere. Let's just say Westminster Boating Base, just for for location. And she was going up to say somewhere like Camden. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and in your head you think about it and you think, well, get up here, cut across. And he said that she got in the back of the cab and she said, right, listen, I do this journey every day. You're going to bang it all the way down here. I want you to go all the way to Millbank, all the way through here, up this. So, you know, sometimes people know the route they that they want to take. Yeah. Every and day, yeah. We penned it, didn't we? And <laughs> it was like, oh well, God, that looks awful. Did they follow the river? Uh, yeah, she, she followed straight along. They followed straight along the river and... Uh, they cut up, and I don't even think they went Shaftesbury Avenue. Mm-hmm. I think it come round to the Aldrich at Kingsway, and it was just boom yeah. straight up. But you know, when we looked here, we was like, "Oh my god!" Like, then she might have been wrong. You know, I mean, oh, may well have been, but in her eyes, yeah, you know, they, they want to simply they understand that, it. I mean, that, um, I have had Waterloo Station to Lonsdale Road, and as I came out of Waterloo Station, I went over Westminster Bridge, and I'm going to go all the way along to Hammersmith Bridge, which would have been open in my day. And from Waterloo Bridge to Hammersmith Bridge is a straight line, and we're in Lonsdale Road. And she shouted at me as I was going around Parliament Square, where are you going? I said, well, we're going to go to Hammersmith, and over Hammersmith Bridge, you'll be in Lonsdale Road. She said, I want to go the way all the other cab drivers go. I said, what way is that then? They stay on the other side of the river. I said, okay, well, don't worry, I'll take you back. We'll go back over Westminster Bridge. I'll switch the meter off, and we'll start again, which means that you follow the uh, saucepan shape of the river uh, and back up, which... Well, I knew, obviously, but it's fine for me. I don't mind doing any route that you like. It's just that, um, one, all the other cab drivers before me had learnt the um, easy technique of just follow the river anyway. It's going to take longer. It's going to be a longer route, but no one's going to mind. That Westminster Bridge to Hammersmith Bridge for regular folk is a little bit beyond their brain capacity to understand that literally it's one straight road along the Cromwell Road, West Cromwell Road and over Hammersmith Bridge and you're in Lonsdale Road. They can't see that. So, yeah, just go where the yeah, passenger wants to go. Yeah, yeah. And, um, You've all got it to come. Yeah, it may well have been a longer, but... It was substantially longer, actually. Yeah, I mean, but, but it was nice for me, and it was... Uh, your pride kicks in, and you have to forget that. And it, really, now, there is no pride. Which, again, there's another stories which are the two cab stories. Regardless of what the cab in front does, follow them. Because you're not there to embarrass them. Um, you might have a better route, but if you do turn off... And your route's worse. You you you're going to look worse. Whereas course, if you both yeah. you follow yeah. him at the end of it, I've had it done it a few times, and the guy at the front's got out and said, "Oh dear, that was hard, wasn't it?" So I'm glad you had it in front because you just <laughs> meant I switched off, put the meter on, and followed you. It's easy. Yeah, and yeah. ultimately in that situation, it's about service. Yeah, um, it's about yeah, you don't want to make it look too delivering different. that no. service to our customers. Mm. It's not about me versus you in terms of a cab driver. Yeah. Or so no, yeah, you're right. I agree. You should just follow regardless. Well, you raise it. another thing there when you talk about service, and I hear lots of people every, everywhere I've been in the world, I've been ripped off by cab drivers, and I have been quite a few places and every single country the cab drivers at some stage have ripped me off not including turkey just yet and i've been using cabs quite a lot in turkey but i don't think i a cab driver in london that's deliberately ripping you off bloody hell they'd have to really think it because it's it's very very difficult for us to actually try and do that we're so geared we think everybody knows what we know 
So they get in the back, and we think that they're they're on, well, especially with Google now and everything else. But we really think they know what we know, and uh, we're just trying our absolute utmost to do it as best we can. And yeah, that's from the knowledge. So when I talked to, again, which touches upon the point about them saying about uh, Satnav can do it. Satnav doesn't have a guilty conscience no. about taking you the wrong way. We yeah. are absolutely trying our best to do that. So I, I've never been aware of somebody deliberately extending the fear. No, and I think human perception comes back to it quite a bit again um the common one you know we speak about a lot is you go left right left right left right left right on a map mm. it looks like a piece of art mm-hmm. but actually in real life someone in the back might be thinking does this this person really know where they're going because it's left right left right when they just want to go on the main roads what they perceive to be the most direct mm-hmm. route and that's what satisfies them. But there may also come a time where there is a lot of traffic yeah. and you do a left, right, left, right, left, right, and it gets them where they want to be, cutting out the traffic, and they will appreciate that. So, yes. you know, in terms of in the cab, I suppose it's, it's horses for courses. Oh, but you remind me of a little story about an examiner called Mr. Burt, Bill Burt. He was a student that bought materials from me years ago, and um, he, was, uh, he was saying, what are the cross-sections they were called at the time of missing pieces? And I said, Bill, what these are, is anybody can uh, paint matchstick men, but learn these and you can paint portraits. Yeah. This is the the details that we can do. This is the clever stuff that and we can the do. Electrum. Yeah, and it yeah. Is, I, I, the thing is about this detail is it's absolutely amazing what we do, and it's we should. Oh, it's a shame, but I, I am now a fan of we need to reduce the detail because the competition is less, and there are so many reasons, but. As we get more and more people to do knowledge, we can bring all of this stuff back, all of those classic yeah. questions. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right because of the numbers currently on the knowledge. It's about, you know, increasing that again and getting yeah. it back to to levels where it's, well, where the cab trade needs it to be, right? Yeah. Because obviously COVID and off the back of that, I suppose a lot of people... I think we've made ground recently. I think that yeah. uh, things are... Started mm. to pick up. Mm. Um, and the biggest thing that makes people want to be cab drivers, and this is going into the advertising thing that we were speaking about earlier, we don't advertise. You don't need to advertise for people to be cab drivers. You tell your friends and family. Word of mouth every time. Yeah, always. You, you're going to say to them, it is worth it. And I think I'm hearing cab drivers start to say that again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've had so many people since I've got my rec say to me about starting the knowledge. But yeah. how many Uber drivers are doing the knowledge, do you think? Well, if another 5% of Uber drivers did the knowledge, mm-hmm. the knowledge would be safe for the next Yonkies days. Yes. Um, and why do you think they do it? Well, it's a far more, far more uh, enjoyable situation to be in where you're not paying your heart 20%. Are they out now? Oh, yeah. And the rest, because I of obviously now they're a limited company and they've got to pay this. Yeah. I thought about it. If they're paying 20% to Uber and there's 20% VAT on the fare and then there's 20% VAT, uh, sorry, tax on their income and then there's wear and tear and fuel costs, there's about 60, 70% of the fare is not theirs. If you I come. Mean, we, we can only sign the school. How many Uber drivers in the evening? Have you come down uh, in, 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 in the evening. Yeah. And it it's, is, it's it amazing. Is. And they're yeah. great people. They just yeah. actually want to bet themselves. Of course it is, yeah. Earn a, living, a good living yeah. <laughs> and be their own boss. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and, and they agree. are great people yeah. coming yeah. down here in the evening. I mean, it's a real mix of, of people at this school. It's so diverse, isn't it? But what's it? making them do it, Lee? What was the decision for them I to think, start to do it? 
why wouldn't you want to be your own boss? You've been working for a company that doesn't want to look after you. They had to go to court to decide that they're going to give you sick pay, holiday pay and the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. And now suddenly you realise you can earn a lot more money yeah. Yeah. being your own boss and actually achieving something. And I think a lot of people in the knowledge have never, it's absolutely no disrespect to any, oh, it's an achievement. Yeah. To get the knowledge yeah. for a lot Courses. of people, whoever, what background or working class, yeah. race, colour, creed, and um, <laughs> it's such an achievement. And when you see the boys at the school, of course, of course, when the the Uber driver boys have got their knowledge, they've got the badge. How proud are no, they? They're proud, yeah, punch, yeah. they're proud, punch, but they w- yeah, looking at you know, ask the simple. It's as simple as this: saying. Why would an Uber driver want to do the knowledge? Is like saying, why would you want to bet yourself? Yeah, because that's do. what they do. Why wouldn't you want to bet? Yeah, why wouldn't you want to bet yourself? You because know, because they yeah. do. You know, because that's 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 what they're doing. And ultimately, that's what we're all doing it for. No, I know. I mean, I remember walking out of the Penton Street and just walking on clouds. Yeah, and thinking, I I can't believe it's ended. I've yeah. done it. Uh, yeah. It's the most. It is the biggest thing. And I often make lots of sporting metaphors. But that's it. You won the Champions League that moment. Oh, in time. I won the World Cup when I come in. <laughs> I remember we I won we, the Grand Slam once. We, it doesn't matter. <laughs> once yeah. get, once no, you literally did win the Grand yeah. Slam. I did. Yeah, yeah. But once I get that, yeah. you know, and I've got such great support behind me. And I know my dad, my, mm. my kids, once I have that green badge, and I have got great friends that are all, but I will just be one happy woman. Yeah. Oh, it is. And it's. I remember sitting on a train. On the way home, and I, I promise you now, people thought I was delirious because <laughs> I was just laughing to myself. I couldn't stop like, the, at, at, at the sheer fact that I've I've just done the knowledge. Mm. I was laughing to myself yeah. at lad. People must have thought seriously thought I was delirious. Yeah. But this is the only thing I've worked hard for in my life, really. Yeah, mm. I mean, I've I've joined the navy, I played my rugby, but this is the only genuinely thing I've ever worked hard for. Yeah, ever. And studied that have kept my mind going, going, I've got to go to school every yeah, day because I, I hated school. I yeah. agree. I was never a- academic at all. Mm. I wanted to kick a football, I wanted to run around a track. That was me. Oh, yeah. And um, then joined no, the I, Navy, which is great. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, 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 I made you spawn. I made you spawn. Honestly, it was, uh, but then again, that's why it probably makes us good because we know about discipline. Yes. You know, when you're a sportswoman or referee or a fireman, you know you have to get up that time, you have to train, you have to do this, you yeah. have to, you know, you can't just get up and think, oh, I'm not going to bother today. It's your coach. Yeah. Uh, like for rugby, you know, my coach, you know, if I didn't do my repetition, I didn't do my sprints, I didn't, didn't do like my endurance training, didn't do my strength training, I wouldn't get picked. Mm-hmm. He would know straight away that I hadn't put the effort in. Mm-hmm. And... This is why discipline and a lot of people, until they get that discipline of knowing what it's like to get up every yeah. morning, yeah. to wake up, you know. You've, you've, made, you've hit on a really something I've observed for many years. All of the sports people I meet, boxers, the, the discipline boxers require to, yeah. to fight. It, it's the same thing. And as soon as they understand that, yeah. they, they can relate it and translate it into this. Course, this is yeah. now the new discipline. Yeah. Um, and it does tend to be... I've met academics come and they don't understand the discipline yeah. because they've worked on like, let's see what we can do least 
before yeah. we can go drinking on a Friday night and party and yeah. pass the exam on Monday without doing anything. Whereas sports people, they don't have that excuse. There is only the discipline. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing. Yeah. As soon as you apply the discipline, I, I would not not have ever stopped calling my blue book runs. Mm-hmm. It was it, The discipline was there. Yeah. That was my fluency. That meant I would not forget um, St. Margaret Street, uh, Old Palace Yard, Abingdon Street. That won't slip my memory. Whereas as soon as you stop calling these things, they, they just start to mishmash into each other. I think the with the sportsmen and women, though, the thing is, you know, in terms of sports people, they dedicate themselves to something so much. But once that's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. There's nothing at the end of it. The knowledge is the same in terms of the discipline, the way you dedicate yourself. But at the end of it is a whole new world. You're a winner. A whole parallel yeah. that, you know... You, obviously, when you played rugby, right, you play rugby, you know, you win a Grand Slam, there's no bigger feat, you've done it. Duh, 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 duh. But once you finish, like, it's, that's it. Done. That is done. Yeah, maybe we should just add that Lee was a professional rugby player yeah. for Ireland yeah. and has played and won a Grand Slam for right, Ireland. So, yeah. in terms of women's rugby, there's no bigger pinnacle than winning a Grand Slam. But, you know, when it's done, it's not done because you've got fair, but it is that's in terms of rugby, it's over. It's a really interesting mm. thing because I think sports people never stop mm. trying to achieve. Yeah. You know, and I thought, oh, what do I do now? Yeah. And I worked in the black cab trade for years before this. And I thought, everyone doubted it would never continue. And that's one of my driving forces, really, was to say, the black cab is going to survive. And if people don't start doing the knowledge, well, there's going to be no knowledge anymore. And after this, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done about <laughs> trying yeah. to achieve but that's, that's what anything more. You know, my kids are probably looking at me going, Mum, mm. please stop. Yeah. Because they're drained. They're probably is more yeah. drained than they're more yeah. drained than I am. Yeah, but that's the thing <laughs> with the knowledge is is like you know, what you what I was saying about the Irish rugby, but at the end of it is a whole new there's there is there's something but there. There, there is a job. There is a job. And it's start. the whole it's 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 the whole self autonomy of yeah. You sing to your own tune. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've dedicated I don't know, George, there could also be the syndrome of um, school being the best days of your life and then you yeah, leave yeah, school and the reality is yeah. you have to go to work. Yeah. So the reality for you is, I mean, you have several jobs, so you're in a very, very good position. Uh, the reality isn't you don't have to absolutely work hard in the cab yep. afterwards, um, but you're still going to work. He will. Yeah, I mean, but that was one of the things I... I I always I like fishing. I'm a, I was a very competitive fisherman, and driving a cab is exactly the same. A five pound fare is a little fish, and a hundred pound fare is a big fish. And you just keep thinking another, another fish through the yeah, window. Course, yeah. I want a net full of yeah, fish. Of and uh, I used to be doing sixteen to twenty hour shifts just because I couldn't stop seeing the little hand go yeah. up. And then you get so late in the night that you start stopping for pay and display meters, thinking they're people standing on the side <laughs> of the road because you're hallucinating. Yeah, but that's what makes you know people like yourself good cab driver that will, that's what will make you a good cab driver is that sporting element background mm. so translatable I don't have the sporting element into Lee has no, the sporting and you have the, the sporting skateboarding element. yeah but I the, never the fi- you, may, you know you may think oh it's never but it was in you to do it mm-hmm. and that's why you stuck to it and you've done it but it's so translatable to you know what you're going to go and, and be doing in a cab and is it NA I don't know maybe you've got it maybe you ain't who knows but um, yeah, 
I, I think it's been a, an amazing talk. Mm. And uh, I, I, I think we would carry on for another 50 minutes just oh, talking easily. garbage, really. But it was, um, I think, probably the best podcast we've done so far. And uh, really, thank you both for come in and speak in and hopefully we'll have something to speak about in the future maybe Definitely. when you're both out in the cab we can come back and we can talk about the experiences you're having 100%. in the cab yeah no thanks for having me yeah thank you both Appreciate thanks this is Lee Dargan and uh, George Barker and um, yeah George has just got his wreck and will be a cab driver shortly driving his cab and Lee is on 21s 21 and she will be a cab driver shortly too and George has done it in two years, four months. Two years, four months, yep, from Manoir Station to Gibson Square. Yes, which is the dates so, uh, that I always count. Yeah. You're still only four months and three days later than me, though, George. Yeah. So it was easier on your day, though, wasn't it? <laughs> well, you know, I had COVID, I had COVID to consume <laughs> You did, so, actually. Yeah. And that was something we didn't point out. Oh. COVID delayed yeah. so many people, but doesn't seem to have delayed you. So no. were people uh, using COVID, COVID as an excuse? COVID was a Helped gift for us, us. because 100%. Um, we was... End of Blue Book Free, or and more or less when yeah. COVID hit. And we um, just. And where most people probably. They were on appearances, they were stuck. No, yeah, no, no, no. they were on we appearances or they were stuck. We yeah, were just on Blue Book. Some people were on appearances and stuck. Other people use it as an excuse to. Not do anything. Not do anything. Oh dear. We, we seize the opportunity and thought we can get from. Blue Book 4 done. You know, base Basically 1 to it. base 4. We're actually losing no time. And that's one thing I would actually say about the knowledge is I think we was fortunate to do it during COVID because if you think about life itself... Mm-hmm. Everyone stopped. We didn't... We've not missed much in life. No. Yeah, we've dedicated our lives to doing the knowledge and we've had, we have made huge sacrifices, yeah. especially more so you of having like a young family and stuff. But if you actually look at it in the grand scheme of things, I've been on holiday for three years, yeah. but neither of most people. No, like in in actually no, in terms yeah. of COVID, we've not we've actually seized the a brilliant opportunity. To be at school, do our blue exactly. book runs, do our missing pieces. Um, in terms of life, we've not missed much. I just think you've done exactly what you should have done. I I, I cringe at the thought that people actually stopped and thought, "Oh, I, I'll have a break." Yeah. It's like what? It's, you know we, what? we seized you that opportunity COVID, massively. Yeah. So we didn't see each other. I caught. Oh, originally I caught COVID, but we maximised that opportunity yeah. just to get it done. Yeah. And we still well went done. to school, didn't we? Because it was a Gave everybody COVID in the school. Yeah. No, no, it's <laughs> right. We was more or less the only ones there. We, so <laughs> we was in a safe environment. Was this in the city airport school? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. And we had so much space. So we, the city airport school, you could literally have a two metre distance between yeah. everybody. So and that people, was fine. And people did, people did look at it like, oh, you know, well, appearances ain't going to be, you know, but this we is... we spoke to people and they're going, oh, yeah, just stay at home with the kids yeah. and play PlayStation. No. We see, we see, we see that opportunity. I tell you what, I did mm-hmm. went to school and got this, yeah. Yeah. got this done. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, one big happy help. family now, George. Yeah, yeah, well done, everybody. We, uh, we, we call it a day there. We have literally done a, an hour and a half of recording. I think we talked some other subject at the beginning, yeah. uh, which I want to keep because it was good. There was so much good stuff. Really, there was I'm going to get up.